I've definitely never uh, wore wellies before. They look like rain boots. They're just rain boots, right? I guess. I don't know, like thick rubber boots that go all the way up and you're just like, let's do this. I just feel, you feel fucking indestructible with wellies. I'm just saying. Okay. You get wellies, a good fucking raincoat on and it's just like come at me what what's anyone gonna do now with your weather you realize what a soft individual you are where you're like proud of mastery over rain yes <laughs> do you know Remember? what real like real weather is like like i live in boston we uh only got a foot of snow yesterday your wellies ain't doing shit up here yeah no england gets very mild weather but we you know i feel proud when i master the british weather like when it's <laughs> raining a lot or there's like there's like a there's like two inches of snow and all the trains and everything stops and I'm just like I've got my wellies on bitch what are you gonna do what are you, what are you gonna do? and I'll just stand outside with like my arms wide open <laughs> looking up to the sky being like what you got <laughs> and it's like mild rain and I'm like fucking that's nothing that's nothing to me <laughs> oh that's adorable yeah, that's oh, I how love I live. It. <laughs> Speaking of which, like, did you, did you see that uh, in the game Elite Dangerous, uh, a player found an alien? And it's the first time anyone had done that, and apparently it had been there for a little while, and just no one had found it. No, I, I don't follow that game at all. So. Oh my god. So, like, somebody was... finally found an Easter egg? Well, not oh, even an Easter things. egg, just, like, like a, an alien life form thing that... Oh, I saw the video, and, like, I almost collapsed inwards with how joyful it made me so this so dude it, just fl- oh sorry go go ahead oh i was gonna say was this instance launch or did they patch it in or what's the i deal? don't know i didn't it didn't all i that i i didn't i guess i didn't re- i just watched the video and didn't read the story properly but typical just standard me that's what i do i prefer videos <laughs> that's it this is what reddit is doing to our brains we just all know headlines now we have no information yeah I'm just as bad I'm just, but the gist that I got from skimming was that it had been there for a little while. But this huh. dude's just flying his ship, normal. For those that don't know, Elite Dangerous is like sort of a giant, sort of like No Man's Sky in its premise, but like has way more money and a huge team behind it. And it's much more hard sci-fi than kind of pretty sci-fi. And so this dude's just flying along in his spaceship. And then this huge thing that looks like some weird ass starfish like just is just floating along in space and it's like what because i've never seen this before ever in this game that's been out for years and it just turns around this light comes out of the middle of it and i'm watching it thinking this is fascinating and i don't know if i would have run away or stayed there because this looks like it's charging a weapon and it's making some big booming noise how it's doing that in space i mean who knows there's no air but where yeah it's, like, it's alien so yeah you know. hand wave it it's cool wait so it has eyes so it's like a starfish with eyes nope not got eyes it's just got a central point where this white light starts coming out and it looks kind of misty and this noise comes from it and then it's like and then it just leaves so it's just like scanned him and it just floated off and dude was, did he follow it what, the video ended, like, just as it floated oh. off. I would have totally followed it, right? And I would have followed it, too. 
Yeah. But how amazing is that? Because I, I started playing the game again after years of not playing it. Like, really. Because I was just like, shit, that's there. Oh, my God. And this made me think about the time that I remember I was playing uh, Red Dead Redemption when that had come out. I fucking I loved that game like so yeah. much. Like that game was so good. That was good. most people's game of the year that year. Yeah, it was amazing. Like the one of the things I loved about it was just riding around in the in the open world where there wasn't really that much and like watching the sunset and stuff and the minimal music and all that. It was just an amazing atmosphere they created with that game. But I remember I've been playing it for quite a while and I remember thinking to myself, how cool would it be right now if just the skybox teared open and all these alien ships started flying into the world and it was just like you gotta deal with this now and it was like you were so immersed in this world that something crazy like that happens that you're just like oh wasn't my. there a terrible movie called cowboys versus there was, aliens there was. that That's, was exactly this that came later like i had the idea first gwen i you know oh, okay good but so long as we've established it was just that and and that's the kind of thing that it reminded me of from elite because i was just like i i don't know why I mean, I know why games don't do all that all the time because it would become gimmicky and like, what what can you do? But I love that sort of thing in game. Like when it's suddenly everyone's online being like, did you even know the game did this? Like it just does this <laughs> thing that you didn't expect. And it's like, of course, because you've spent so much time creating this amazing world that you're immersed in. Like in Elite's case, it's made a pretty good sci-fi filmic kind of space that you're used to. And you're used to just seeing ships and you're used to interacting with people and doing whatever you do mining whatever delivering yeah. stuff but then this massive alien thing shows up and it's just like whoa what is this i have never seen this before this is craziness and oh stuff like that gets me so excited like just the idea that you can be playing a game it's the portal effect as well where like like as we talked about before when you're first playing portal and you just see that little corner off to the side and you're like what the fuck is this and you go in there and it feels like you're discovering oh, it yourself and it's amazing oh yeah i get so excited i mean by discovery stuff like that. is good this sounds more like a, a random event oh yeah totally maybe they patched in or maybe, maybe not but like those in open worlds like that having random events that can pop up yeah. is obviously huge man it takes so much content to make an open world that has all these things because uh, you, the argument there's arguments for and against things like random events so mm. this is a thing that like one percent of your user base will see so how much resources can you as a developer logically put into it yeah. but the reality is it's the that people the fact that uh any given player might encounter a random event makes them more excited to play the game. They're more likely to go through the mundane stuff because mm. they know that there's a chance that something weird and crazy could happen. Yeah. Though in the case of Elite Dangerous, this sounds totally different in a way. It sounds like like less than 1%. It sounds like well, I've seen game's one been video out for of one years. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then finally somebody sees it. That sounds like something that would actually occur in the vastness of space. Right. Um, and th oh. sounds like something they would patch in so that they can like make a sequel or a bigger expansion later that actually add these like a uh, whole event where an encounter Maybe. with these aliens occurs. Oh my god, Gwen! Oh my god, that would be oh <laughs> if they were like oh if that was like can you oh sorry my brain is like buzzing it's right all, now because yeah I'm just like oh well what if that dude was first contact with that alien and what he did determined how these aliens are going to act because he didn't shoot it. But he didn't run away, 
uh, he just sort of stayed there and the alien just sort of scanned him and left. And maybe that affects how the aliens are going to act now. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, they're probably not going to do that. But the fact that my brain starts thinking all that stuff is just like, oh, I've got to play that game now, right? Because I, I want to know. I'll just get back did to the delivery. Did it work? Did you go back and yeah. Did you go back and play that game? Totally. Oh shit! I plugged in the awesome. cheap joystick thing I bought like ages ago when the game <laughs> first came out. I was like, I'm getting a flight stick, like a super cheap one <laughs> off Amazon, because I was like, I'm doing this. If I'm gonna play this oh game, I'm God. doing it. Plug that like back a, in. Like a joystick or like an actual thing. like yeah yeah okay. It's cool. a joystick that's Dude. got like an accelerator thing on the side. Like, oh, it's amazing. People get really into flight sim stuff. Oh, God, the peripherals yeah. for that are like some next level shit. They're crazy expensive. I got like one for like 20 quid. Like, didn't even think about yeah, it. I, I was you. just like, that's, I'll spend that much. That's fine. I'm not going to spend the 300 pounds or whatever it is. <laughs> I want to yeah. purchase a cage so that I actually feel G-forces yeah, pe- while I'm playing the game. People do all sorts of madness for that. But, oh, just just the the... the the thrill of that sort of thing it it reminded me like it just makes you think like of what you can do in a video game world once you've set it up and established it so well the idea that you could then subvert it or just pop little things in it that you're not expecting like oh i get that gets me so excited like anything yeah. anything where they're just like oh you didn't know this thing was in it you're like oh, i didn't know i must know like the conspiracies around grand theft auto's bigfoot Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> like, they're like, Bigfoot's in the game somewhere. And some people claim they've seen it. And, like, it's just real Bigfoot stuff. People go out looking for it in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. They'd be like, there's Bigfoot in here somewhere. He's in here. Yeah. And the developers are just like, I love Who knows? So many of those, <laughs> so many of those moments are not coming from the top either. It's just somebody on the team. Uh, got really excited and made a thing and then got other people in the team kind of excited. Those kind of, a lot of the random events I've seen as a developer, like sometimes you'll have random events that are, that come from the top, but they're never the good ones. Mm. The good ones are the ones that are like grassroots that spawn out of nowhere. Yeah. I bet somebody modeled Bigfoot and was like, hey, can I put this in the human skeleton and it moves around, look. And then somebody else is like, oh shit, I'm going to put that in the game. And then, and then we, you wait and you see which other developers are Do- like... When you're working in a really big team like that, you actually get excited about like surprising other people on your team. Yeah, I can That's imagine. Something I miss about large studios. Large studios have a kind of a such a different feel from small studios, and I love both. But in large studios, your um, a lot of your excitement comes from um, inspiring other people on the team or uh, surprising like. Surprising mm. designers with things, and sometimes it backfires. It backfires a lot, but like, <laughs> really? You're like oh, <laughs> oh yeah, they hate so it. Many people are like, really? Do you? That's not going to run at frame rate. <laughs> Do you expect me to clean that up so it runs at frame rate? No. God damn it! It's like no, sorry, okay. shit. <laughs> uh, just thought aliens would be cool. I don't know, like space. I just thought starfish. God. <laughs> just thought they float around. I don't know. <laughs> If the one part, like the narrative designer drops in, that's fine. But I don't understand how that fits into the narrative. You're like, but it's fucking cool. That's, just, that's how it fits alien, in. It's man. cool. Yeah. It's an alien. You don't have to I understand have it. To write, it's alien. Do you, do you understand? You're making work for me. Like, no. Mm, all right. We're gonna have to have a reason for that thing. You can't just put it there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what does it it's do? Like, when it flies away. Where does it go? Like, oh, it no. depends. I shouldn't. Ah, oh God. Every studio is so different. But I'll say, uh, studios like, um, 
what is it? The guys that make Skyrim, obviously. Yeah. You can definitely tell. They just kind of empower people to work on a whole... Like, they empower their designers and their team to just work on a region and just, like, come yeah. up with shit. Like, and come that's up with your own weird story. Yeah. Different parts of that game feel totally different. And I yeah. think that, that kind of mentality works really well when you're making an open world game like that. Gotcha. Where you kind of just let, let your developers... Um, in each little leaf area just do stuff uh, well, that's and critique thing. it but like kind of let them own it it makes it feel like a world that is one of those things that makes a open world feel like a world as opposed to the you get some games that are open world that just I don't know just feels like a big game <laughs> like that lacks focus as opposed to an actual world which is super difficult to pull off but like yeah at least that has got to be an element of it like that human element of lots of people doing different things so like you say so different areas feel different because yeah different people have done it but i mean cool. you could hit the other side too where now there's no cohesion between any yeah, of your true. regions and that's bad and like what if you went to one area and it's just like this is starfish village <laughs> and it just totally feels super different from the rest of the game yeah you know, then uh, that could be a bad thing. I mean, there's arguments for everything. Like, uh, nobody in um in a highly scripted narrative game such as Uncharted, probably nobody's going off and like, haha, I made a little, uh, a little room that you can sneak off into, and and there's an alien. There. Lol. No. <laughs> no. No. Oh. <laughs> Not allowed. I thought it'd be funny. Oh, okay. Whatever. No, that's fine. Still though. Ah. Uh. That got me all sorts of excited, and uh, yeah, I just want, I just want, like, uh, I just, lo- I just desire a game where it, like, has just, just one bit where it's just like, I don't know, I don't even know what I want, but I like being surprised <laughs> and shit. I think this surprise worked really well because the rest of the game doesn't have a lot of surprises, no. so you didn't expect it at all. Exactly. That's yeah. that was that that was where that idea came from, Red Dead Redemption, where it was like, I feel like I've learned everything about this world and like i'm part of it and it's amazing but Mm -hmm. if the skybox ripped open and ships started flying through it i would not expect that (laughs) that would be surprising you're having uh, fun and then you find out that uh the hulk just smashes through the the ground yeah anything something crazy some craziness i think that's where like yeah oh i would love that but switching gears quite quickly Ooh. your game okay. has been nominated for an award gwen oh yes oh man that's been a huge topic of conversation because all of a sudden we have to do a lot of stuff oh really like we weren't yeah so i was gonna go to gdc as a speaker and uh alan our our programmer was gonna go to gdc just like for fun mm. um but we just uh we got nominated we, we didn't win anything yet um or we probably won't because there's so many amazing indie games out there but we got nominated for two awards at igf this year what's in your category sweet uh, hang on let me have a look uh we got um we're nominated for best audio which is like entirely because of chuck reagan and and pat balthrop nobody on our team like the music is incredible chuck reagan is an incredible musician and pat did an amazing job um just with all the the sound effects in the game and he, he set up a lot of it himself and like Mm. So yeah, we're up for best audio, which is sweet, and we're up for um, I think best visual art, yeah, visual I'm design, or visual arts, excellence yeah. in visual. That's amazing. That's such a nice sounding award as well. Excellence in visual art. Well done. Yeah. This is the IGF well, awards, by the way. If we didn't actually mention that. 
I think we did, yeah. It's it's the indie awards that happened before the game developer awards at GDC. Yeah. So now we've got to like um but <laughs> I'm like I'm going to complain about it. No, I'm not. I love <laughs> I love that we're out there. But we've got to like staff up a booth at the last second, for instance. So we're we're shipping forest out there. We've got to like pay for hotels and flights. It's in two months. So we're just organizing everything at the last minute, which is fun and good, and has uh, probably taken up a bit of my focus this week, like getting uh, staffing the booth, mm. um, just travel arrangements. I'm not. I'm. I'm super happy. I'm so excited. I'm gonna be when you go to the. Um, I've I've gone to GDC for the last seven, um, and the last That's time I was seven a speaker. GDCs. Yeah. Wow. I think so. Yeah. Um, maybe more, but, um, last time I was a speaker and I, sometimes I go to the, the keynote where they do the awards. Most of the time I don't, but what's cool is you sit in the audience and then there's up front, there's like the, the, the circular tables, mm. uh, where the people who are, um, who might have to go up and accept the awards sit. And I was like, they're like, someday I want to sit there and this is the year I'm going to sit there. I'm going to sit at the table. Awesome. And, uh, uh well done. Uh, yeah. I'm really happy. Yeah. I'm super, super happy. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's been an incredible time at our studio, too, because it really, like, we've been, how do you explain what happens when a game ships? A game ships, and whether it does, it could do extremely well, it could do poorly, whatever happens, after you ship, you kind of feel, like, bummed for a while, because mm. your life had so much focus. You knew, what you'd, you'd wake up every day, and you're like, oh, I need to make this game, and here's the steps I'm going to do today to get us closer to having shipped this game. Yeah. And your life has such focus, and then you ship, and then every day you wake up, and, and there's just a question mark. Mm. Uh, and that's... Um, and our, our game was financially, like, okay. It, it did well. Our, our game reviewed well. Um, I mean, it's, like... I don't have a Lamborghini, right? Like, <laughs> well, we didn't do, we didn't pull Overwatch numbers. But I don't think that was well. your aim, though, was it? <laughs> no, that wasn't. But I mean, I wouldn't have, you know, been. You wouldn't have turned it hurt. down. Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> but like, you, you didn't, you didn't set out to make that game. Like, you didn't set out to make Overwatch. You set out to make that's, exactly what you made. That's true. And so now, after the game shift, we had those conversations. Like, how do we want to go for money? Do we want to make something artsy? How successful was this? Do we feel like this was a success? I think internally, you never really love your own game, and mm. you never you. It's impossible to judge how good your game is yourself. Yeah. Do you understand? No, I totally get that because uh, you are you're deep. Like you you're in it. Yeah. You can't you, say you, if you that's made good it. Or not. You yeah. looked at it every single day. You you can't say if it's fun or not. You have no idea because yeah. you've like I look I boot up that game and all I see are bugs I need to fix and like a checklist of things that I didn't get to. Mm. And uh, and that being nominated for an award like this, especially this particular award, um, which usually goes to like, you know, artsy fartsy indie titles, which I never considered myself like that. Yeah. I not. I don't know where I'm going with this. No, no, it's no, no, really it's, humbling, and it it feels really good. Good. Yeah, it should. <laughs> it feels good. It should. You are in. You are up with some amazing games as well. Like Inside's yeah, in there, and you are super in love with Inside. <laughs> we are super not gonna beat Inside at all. That game totally deserves best visual arts. I'm gonna get sit at that table and watch them accept the visual arts award, <laughs> and I'm happy with that because like that game knows? was transformative. I loved it. Oh god, and they deserve you? it, man, dude. That team. I'm not saying that game's bad, by the way. That game is amazing. Like visually, that game is astounding. But 
Oh, Yoga I could tell you. Well. For people who don't follow like what went down there, they like uh, they basically made that game and then sat on it for two years, just noodling. Like the uh, I think the lead programmer quit out of depression a year before launch or some shit. Because mm. like, how many? For one thing, this is a dark, depressing. It's an atmospheric game that's very, uh, a uh, bit of a downer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to work on that for for years and years, and to rewrite the character movement system over and over and over and over again for this dark, depressing game, like I th- that will break anyone. Mm. So that team, like, they they were masochists for that game. Like they they took their time and they worked on that game, and that game is a beautiful piece of art. Um, and they totally deserve to win best visuals. Like, I don't think I, I love Scott Sinclair and I would love to stand next to him on stage while he accepts this award. Cause our game is based entirely around the concept art and the, um, yeah. the work of Scott Sinclair. I would, I would love it if the flame and the flood were like one, but I don't expect it. I expect inside to win and I am not at all bummed about that. I think they're, they are, uh, an exceptional team that worked extremely hard and totally fucking deserve that award. Mm, I would. I, I mean, hope Chuck gets best audio though. We have a chance at that. That might be possible. Personally, I think the flame in the flood looks stunning, but you know that's. I was about to say, what do I know? But actually, quite a lot as a published critic. Uh, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I you stand just as much chance. I mean, that you you are two very different looking games. Like I would, that is one of the things that I took away from when we demoed the game and part. Of, one that in fact those are the two two of the very things that i fell in love with about your game was the way it looked and the way it sounded and the way those two things combined it to combined it combined to create a <laughs> atmosphere like that's why i went home and bought it even before we were like friends and shit it was uh those two things and Aww. they're very different like you you create very different atmospheres and very different yeah you're just very different but no, I think you stand just as much of a chance as inside, personally. But like you say, you you wouldn't be the person to know that your game's that good because you're you're within it. Whereas inside is like a whole other thing that you experienced. That's true. I I I'm like going through, I'm going through in my mind like all the feedback we had on art, um, and we like we've had a lot of feedback, some of which might be true, some of which might not be. Of things like um, a large number of people felt that. The main character was not pretty. Well, <laughs> they're like, you know, you should make the main character something I don't know, a little bit appealing to look at. Really? And we're just like, and Sink is not just the game. like, no. <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, kind of not a game about reasons, a pretty person running around. It's not about it being pretty, but like an appealing piece of art to look at, as opposed to our style. Oh, well, that would have just unique. Yeah, that would have changed. I know. The whole thing. I I disagree. Well, you know that. Sometimes yeah. you, sometimes you have to disagree with what other um people say and make what you want to make um and and people have said uh our marketing materials in specific i think uh we've had a lot of feedback about our marketing materials uh not um being what other people think our marketing materials should be for like cover art and things like that in what way um and some oh uh so a lot of the marketing materials featured the world um, and and kind of like pop art of the uh, like it, it sinks art style. It's mm. it's sort of um, pop art of the islands and the river. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people feel like you should have made a pretty main character. Well, uh, an appealing to look at main character. And that should have been uh, on your cover. 
it should have been the character should have been the character as opposed to the um, like are you talking about the uh like the image of what looks like a map with the yeah. flame in the flood yeah. Well, you guys obviously knew what your game was and you knew what was right for it, but like and obviously I'm talking about it now, it having come out and me already liking the game, but I don't know, it's one of those things I like, well yeah, you could have just put the character as the thing, but what made a part of what I mean, made it stand out was that it was different for me. It like, sells you can't deny marketing data. Like there's a reason why when you boot up um the Xbox uh half of the games you see are the back of a dude with his head looking over his shoulder and the mm. other half you see is the dude facing the camera with a really big gun and there's a there's a reason for that that's what focus tests really well um, and a lot of people feel like if but it, part of being indie i think is is doing what other people aren't doing yeah maybe and maybe no, it I hurt agree. us it's hard to say we'll never be able to a b test it we can't go back in time and be say if we launched with this cover art or with these marketing materials, we would have done better. Nah. We'll never really know. I, I, I again, I, I'm no expert, but from my point of view, that was all part of what made your game stand out. You think how many games I saw like over that weekend? I saw a lot, like uh, and like one every half hour like i <laughs> was seeing a new game and half like probably 75 percent of the time i had not heard of the game before because it's all indie games and it's one after another da, 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 da. there was probably there's so many there, oh my god so many indie games yeah there's a lot and so and it's different ones that all over the three days but yours was one of probably about let me try and think of from pax east that even probably about four Yours was one of about four games that stood out to the point where I was like, I would like to buy that when I get home. And <laughs> that was all part of it. And that's, you know. That's crazy because the entire time we were in the couch, I think we were talking about biscuits and shit. Yeah, we were. And <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But your actual game looked, looked like it looked different and it looked really cool. And yeah, I don't know. That, to me, that was a strength. And that is the thing where like, but that is coming from my own perspective where it's like I see a lot of games like all the time and that's my job and the ones that do something different are the ones that stand out <laughs> and that kind of style. Like I will say that style and the way the game is resonates with me more than Inside does but that's just me. As we've discussed I haven't played Inside just because I'm like yeah I don't know but like it looks amazing yeah. but it doesn't look like it's a game for me. And I don't want to spoil anything, but they do stuff with animation and inside that is just... I remember you saying. Oh, yeah. man. Like, See, if you played that game, the procedural animation, especially, like, as an animation nerd, I was a fan of uh, the ending part of that game. Mm -hmm. I was a fan of a lot of parts of it. So a fan of... Um, how am I going to describe this without spoiling it? <laughs> I'm uh, probably never going to play it, Gwen, so don't, <laughs> don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, but other people in the... I'll try other people who maybe played haven't it played that's it yet. True, that's so, true. So uh, for the people who have played, uh, let's call it the uh, uh, lanky, long-haired thing in the water. <laughs> Freaking awesome. I loved the way that moved. I loved a lot of the things that happened in and around water. Yeah. Uh, like, I... I was a fan of that game. Oh, it, lo it looks amazing. I remember seeing a trailer for it first. Time. I think it was, was it like a Microsoft E3 press conference? Might have been the first time I saw a trailer for it. 
and it was stunning because again it was another thing where it was like especially in that sort of an atmosphere that stood out so much like next to everything else that you'd seen so it was just like whoa and yeah no it, it, it's definitely impressive but I can only talk to my own taste. Plus, it's tainted by the fact that you're my friend now. So I guess, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be now mildly predisposed. You can but, never, like, uh, when you first start out making a game, you always have your friends play it because, like, that's who's around. Yeah, and who will? Uh, you need feedback, and pretty much immediately you need feedback. But the best feedback and worst feedback usually comes from your friends because yeah. they're invested in saying that, hey, this is awesome. Like, they're they're your friends. Uh, and you you try to tell them like no be honest what do you think but it, it's there's no way around that kind of bias you need finding unbiased people who will look at your game yeah uh, and also keep their mouth shut about it <laughs> yeah that's gonna <laughs> be difficult you right completely change it early on is yeah, yeah it's kind of tricky mm. um and and yeah so like this this awards um winning this award actually came at a really interesting time for us as a studio because we're um. I mean, we're obviously very early in the next project, and mm. if you can kind of put two and two together, I've been talking about different uh, price strategies and different things like that, and this is these are ongoing conversations in yeah. the studio of, uh, I don't want to say how much we want to sell out, but like, well, how do we want to structure the next game? What do we want it to be? Do we do what we think will... Um, do we go for a game that we think will make a lot of money, or do we go for the game we want to make? I mean, I've got to eat. Like well, we want to continue existing as a studio. Um, the reality is, like, there's only so much money in the bank, and we need to put more money in that bank. Uh, but we also we started a studio to make what we want to make, and uh, these things are um, they our our goals don't all align. Like the goal of eating and also making what you want to make, and it's easy to um, get to spin your wheels, have decision paralysis second guess yourself a lot mm. and winning or i'm sorry being nominated for the igf right now at this time has been just perfect and has really uh helped us well like I get, emotionally just someone coming <laughs> in and saying like no you did something right that thing you did last time you did that right we we yeah. we're a recognizable award system looks at your thing and goes yep <laughs> that ticks all yeah. our boxes in with it's in one with thing other when games it's like friends. inside and stuff yeah, yes. Yeah, so like seeing our game listed next to Inside is pretty fucking humbling. Mm. I have to say, because I have mad respect for that game. Yeah. And I think we should wrap this one up. We should. Uh, Please do keep in contact with us uh, via the social medias. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook as well. Thanks to Gwen making us a lovely Facebook page. Uh, dialogue box cast for Twitter and just search the dialogue box I guess on Facebook. I never really fully get how Facebook and stuff like that works because I'm such yeah, a Twitter fa- person. Yeah, following things on Facebook is not something people do, I don't think. I made a page yeah. for fun. It's good to have one, right? Yeah. I feel like I've <laughs> someone else pretending to be us. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody likes that. No. But yeah, you can get in contact with us any way you want. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of. So, dear listener, until next time, thank you so much for listening. I've been Chris Slight. She's been Gwen Frey. And I'm going to let her sign off because she does it better than me. (laughs) This has been Chris Slight and Gwen Frey. And you've been in the dialogue box. (laughs) 